What's up, y'all? I got a dance deal for you, Chicago. Hubbard Street Dance heats up the Harris Theater stage with its spring series of joy next week. Now, this is some of the most dynamic, cutting-edge contemporary dance made by the world's leading choreographers right here in Chicago. I'm excited for Echoes of Our Ancestors by Maria Torres, among other creators. But you can only catch it for three performances between May 17th and May 19th. Luckily, CityCast Chicago listeners can get tickets in any section for 20% off using code CityCast online or over the phone. Visit HubbardStreetDance.com for details and use code CityCast. Today on CityCast Chicago, depending on who you ask, you'll probably get a completely different take on Lakeview. Some people go for for the bars and the nightlife. Some go for the cubbies and some for the family-friendly options. We're sitting down with a longtime Lakeview resident to get their unique guide to the neighborhood. It's Thursday, January 19th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. I am sitting here with Joel Simon, a CityCast listener at Heritage Bikes and Coffee in Lakeview uh, for another round of our Neighborhood Guide series. Joel, welcome to CityCast. Thank you. Welcome to Lakeview. Uh, As far as I know, Lakeview's boundaries are... Uh, to the south, diversity. diversity. To the west, Ravenswood. Correct. To the north. Now, it gets a little choppy here because of the way the... So it's mostly Irving Park, but okay. then it jogs up to about 4,200 north. So there's a little sort of finger that sticks up on the west side of the, the area. <laughs> and then the east side border is pretty easy, and that is... Lake Michigan. Exactly. What is your story in Lakeview, Joe? How long have you been in the neighborhood? So I've had two Lakeview stints. My first... Uh, time living in Chicago proper mm-hmm. was in the northeast part of the community back in 1993, four. Okay. So a good long time ago. So I spent about a year there, then moved around. I was in Avondale. I was in Ukrainian Village. I was in Woodlawn. And then I moved up here now in fall of 2000. So I've been here ever since then. So a good long time. So what is it about Lakeview that, you know, has know kind of captured you for the last 20 plus years yeah well so i actually moved here by accident i didn't think lakeview was going to be for me i was going to be in maybe what at the time was maybe a little little cooler neighborhood (laughs) um but i've kind of found a house by accident and to my surprise i could afford it so moved in and then started having kids um so when we moved in it was restaurants and bars and lived sort of near wrigley field and i would go when somebody threw a ticket my way but i never really (laughs) went out of my way to be there Uh, but great transit Right. So by several bus lines and L lines, um, not too far from the lake uh, and then just a, a, a family kind of area. And so I had two kids and they've both grown up uh, right here in Lakeview yeah. uh, and they've enjoyed being city kids. I didn't have that when I was a kid. Uh, it's very walkable. You bump into people, you know, or people that you see enough that you feel like you should know them. So you say hi, even though you never mm-hmm. knew their names and just a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. I'm from the opposite end of the red line. Mm-hmm. I'm talking 87th Street, 95th Street, where it ends. Mm-hmm. And, and so my understanding of Lakeview, to be honest, when I was a kid, I thought Wrigley was like in a suburb. Right. And at one point, Lakeview was a suburb. Yep. And by one point, we mean like 1888. Well, before that, it was celery farmers exactly. that lived here. So then it became a suburb, I think, annexed in maybe 1889 or yep. 90 or so. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for somebody like myself from that part of the red line, what would you say is the, 
you know, how you would describe Lakeview from somebody who lives on the outside of it. Because, you know, a neighborhood like this has got a lot of different smaller communities, but also a lot of, you know, stereotypes. Right. There's a lot of people that move to the neighborhood because they had been to a Cubs game and, hey, I want to be in Chicago. And so there's a lot of folks that are in that maybe, you know, early 20s set who still have that mindset. A lot of them leave. You know, they might go to a further out neighborhood. They might go to the suburbs. They might go back to Indiana or Missouri or wherever that, where they were from or wherever they're going. So that's not uncommon at all. And a lot of people fall in love with it and stick around. They like the amenities. They like the transit. They like the vibe. Do you see that? Does that create tension in the neighborhood at all? So the club scene and Wrigley Field and all that, this stuff was here before most of us moved in. Mm-hmm. And so you buy the ticket, you take the ride, you know what you're getting yourself into. And either you can deal with it or you can't. Every once in a while, somebody's going to grumble about traffic or parking or whatever. But if that was going to be a problem, you choose somewhere else, right? It's all a trade-off. And we choose to put up with that stuff because of the other benefits. So I think it's pretty rare that people um, grumble about it for too long before they realize, hey, nobody's listening and they're going to find what they need somewhere else. When we think about the neighborhood guy, we often break it down into things to do. Mm-hmm. things to see, mm-hmm. things to eat, and Lakeview has a, a lot of those. What are some things to do, particularly that have sort of stayed the test of time over the last 20 years that you've been able to do in 2000 and you can still enjoy in 2022 well, or the 2023? Well, the lake's not going anywhere, right? <laughs> um, and so when I was younger, the lake was about riding my bike and going to the beach and drinking beer and whatever else. Um, and then the kids come along like, oh my gosh, there's all these playgrounds. Never noticed them before. Never had to find them. Never looked for them. Um, there's a golf course out there uh, right uh, right off of uh, Waveland. So that's sort of A number one. Um, I think when it comes to things to do, um, certainly you know, bars and restaurants and theaters, uh, you know, the Annoyance Theaters right there on Belmont, that was fun. Still is fun, just maybe not for kids. Um, uh, Shuba's right, is a great spot for live music and events and things like that. And a lot of those places also have afternoon stuff for for the younger set. Um, And so some of those places may be the same when you're 25 or when you're 45, but you realize they can deliver and they do deliver different things for the different demographics in the the community. Um, You know, when I first uh, moved uh, to to the neighborhood, understanding the nature of what is the LBGTQ community mm-hmm. um, and uh, places like Sidetracks or Berlin, which were places that I'd never really thought about before. But hey, there's a whole sort of category there. You know, North Halston, the, the presence of the LGBTQ community, which again, even before you moved here, dating back to the 50s is something right. that this, you know, around Belmont Harbor that this community is, has celebrated and been known for. Uh, how have you seen that grown just in your time living in this neighborhood? Just understanding that this is a safe place when back then the world wasn't as safe and a lot of places weren't as safe for for that community i think in general greater acceptance broadly has occurred so i think where people might have once felt hey i can be safe in this neighborhood and not somewhere else those boundaries have expanded um what's also happened is that maybe same-sex couples who got married and they became the double income no kid demographic had more buying power and so the rents and the home prices have gone up, as they have in other places, but that's one, one uh, force that's in this neighborhood that maybe isn't as strong in other neighborhoods. Um, we also have in the neighborhood the center on Halstead, right, which is a community center for the LGBTQ community, not necessarily just the Boys Town North Halstead community. And so it does attract people from elsewhere in the city. And let's face it, it's a pretty white community. And then all of a sudden there's folks showing up who maybe don't look like the people who live there um, and maybe don't have the same income demographic. And there has been a little bit of friction there. I think for the most part, folks are handling it reasonably well. Yeah. It's always interesting when I 
read about the neighborhoods and the, the history in the city. And so often you hear uh, in Lakeview, you know, that maybe people of color, you know, queer people of color, mm -hmm. black and brown, mm -hmm. you know, young people not feeling as welcomed in the neighborhood. Have you mm -hmm. seen the, the racial demographics in this neighborhood shift in even small ways over your time here? Um, I wouldn't say that I've seen that shift. I wouldn't say that I've seen the um, diversity uh, racially and economically advance very well. And that's one of my disappointments. I wish that this community were more accessible to people of, of a wider income stream. And I think we are missing that. Um, and I think that's largely a function of economics. Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with Aligner Experts, there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patients' smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent. I ain't got the time, I don't have the funds. Luckily, Aligner Experts is redefining convenient and accessible clear aligner solutions. With customizable treatments, transparent pricing, and their cutting edge 3D scanners and dental monitoring technology, you can transform your smile through the convenience of your own schedule. Stop in at their West Loop or Lakeview Clinic today for your complimentary smile assessment. Aligner Experts, your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We talked about a few things to do, everything from the lake to taking in the art scene. What about some things to see in the neighborhood, whether it's local monuments, local murals, or even some of your favorite things to walk by? Yeah, so new uh, on the lakefront is the AIDS Memorial Garden, right? It's just came, uh, it's, they've been working on it for a while. It, uh, I think it was finished just this past summer, and there's a ginormous uh, statue uh, of a Keith Haring uh, image and again ties to the community just west of Lakeshore Drive and memorializes what was really a tough time uh, for members of that community. So I love that spot. Also nearby is the totem pole that sits uh, at Addison and the lake. The original totem pole was built for the 1893 uh, World's Fair. Um, then it deteriorated and then it got sent back to British Columbia and a descendant of the original carver made a new one for us, uh, and it's there, and it's wow. much, much better uh, maintained. So that's a favorite uh, lakefront uh, landmark. What are just some of those classic memories when you think about Lakeview, whether it was a show, whether it was a, mm -hmm. you know, a party or a bar you went to, what are some of the things that like stick out to you? Well, my wife and I had our first date at the Lincoln Tap. Uh, Tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's really all there is. <laughs> to tell. Actually, that's not 100% true. We were together at a party, uh, and then we met, uh, and then peeled off, and we went to Cody's, which is a great little bar at Polina and Barry. They got bocce ball in the back uh, and darts out on the back porch and grills. Uh, and then the first like real date that wasn't just 
peeling off from the party, we went to Lincoln Tap. Uh, so that was just wonderful. And so it's a it's an old school sort of Chicago bar. So that's certainly uh, you know a great uh, a great memory. Trick or treating with my kids in the neighborhood, right up and down Lincoln Avenue. All the merchants would come out and. Uh, give uh, give treats for the kids, and you know, if it was a bar, there might be a shot for mom and dad. And then getting to know the theater scene in Chicago, which is of course incredible. Um, the theater building, uh, Belmont and Racine. Now it's the home of Theater Wit. Really, sort of terrific place. Number one to see live theater up close. Theater Wits. Uh, I saw fences there, uh, right? And like to have that happening like four feet yep. away from you was. Absolutely. And beautiful. a place where Chicago actors can start and get on to a stage. And there's enough stages and there's enough performances happening that you can get there. And so, you know, you, you go to any of those shows and you wonder, okay, who's going to be at the Goodman next month and who's going to be on Broadway the week, two months after that and five years later you're going to see him in the movies or maybe not, right? Uh, but it's all part of that. You kind of see him somewhere on Chicago PD getting yep. right. rolled into a hospital. Got to mention the music box. Mm -hmm. it, it is a treasure. It was uh, a movie theater up on Southport built one of the early movie theaters built for pictures with sound, mm -hmm. right? So post silent movie era um, and you go in there and it's art house films and classic films and they'll do sing-alongs yeah. with uh, Sound of Music. And if you look up on two theaters, there's a little one and a big one and a big one. If you look up on the ceiling, there's little stars in the ceiling uh, and sometimes they even have an organ player in there, really old school uh, uh, movie house uh, vibe, really a, a unique place in, in the world, in Chicago too. Of course with these guys, we want to bring people to the neighborhood so that they can experience the things that are here, but this is always a cool opportunity for me to learn, especially somebody who's been here so long. Mm -hmm. What's no longer here that you miss? Yeah, um, like everywhere else, there's just a lot more chain restaurants and stores than there were before, right? You know, the area around Wrigley during my first stint here, yeah, it had that bro kind of vibe to it, uh, but it was its own thing. You go there now and they've imported, yeah. you know, Big Star from Wicker Park or Smoke Daddy or Jenny's Ice Cream or whatever. That they're all, Those are all great places too and they, they do good stuff, but it's, it's no longer unique to Wrigley. Um, and there was a funny reader article uh, a number of years ago when that transformation was happening, when the Ricketts were really trying to yeah. change the neighborhood. Uh, the headline or the, the thesis of the article was something along the lines of, who'd have thought I would have preferred the frat boy scene to the re regurgitated so and, the Gallagher and revamped. Way. You know, so whatever. You know, it, <laughs> hey, Big Star Tacos are delicious no matter where you eat them. So. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I mean, so let's, let's get into that next category, yep. things to eat in the neighborhood. And this can not only be you know, restaurants, this could be a place to get dessert. So, so where are some places to eat that you love in this neighborhood? All right, well, you should, we'll start at breakfast. Um, okay. And so I'm a bit of a bagel purist. Um, so a real honest-to-goodness bagel from Steingold's. Okay. Um, and they are delicious and crusty and chewy, and they'll give you the cream cheese and lox, and mm -hmm. it's really just sort of a classic option okay. uh, there. Um, and it's hard to get good bagels in Chicago, believe it or not. Um, and so that's one place where you can get okay. a legit bagel in What Chicago. if I'm looking for a bigger plate with a couple extra sides with, you know, some breakfast meat? Okay, well, so for the classic stuff, we got a bunch of great just straight-up diners, mm -hmm. S&G. Uh, which is right by the Athenaeum Theater, another theater. Oh, I love um, so the Athenaeum. Down, down, uh, down on Lincoln Avenue in Wellington, and across the street from there is the Golden Apple. Just old school, stick to your ribs, diner food. If you want an interesting breakfast, I mean, something a little more unusual, you go to Gundis. Okay. Right? Gundis is further down Lincoln Avenue. 
It is, as far as I know, the only Kurdish restaurant in Chicago, and frankly, the only Kurdish restaurant I've ever seen anywhere in the country. Um, but the breakfast there is just this whole array of cheeses and jams and honey and bread and olives. Um, and it's just a little bit different than they'll serve you uh, an omelet with some unusual ingredients in it uh, as well. So there's some really good breakfast and, and Gundis has great dinners as well. So, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, what else you got for me? If we've eaten breakfast and gotten through lunch and dinner, maybe it's time to have a drink. Okay. Um, all right, so up in that little finger that sticks up on the northwest side of the community is Koval, Koval Distillery. Uh, okay. They said it was, when it opened a number of years ago, the first uh, legal distillery in Chicago post-prohibition. There's others okay. now, but it was, it was the first. Um, and you can get delicious rye or bourbon, but then they also have some interesting stuff there. So they have like an oat whiskey, okay. which I'd never seen anywhere else. Uh, I don't know if I'm drinking it every day, but it's good for a, a change up. They have a millet whiskey. And then also on that same rough stretch of Lincoln Avenue, a real classic spot, I'll send you to the Polina Meat Market, right? Now, it's not on Polina. It used to be, but then they moved it. Um, but if you count the time that they were on Polina, um, I want to say it's been there probably 60, 70 years. Oh, wow. And it's just a classic old school butcher shop, mm. right? It's not a grocery store. It's My not a fine a food store. It is a butcher shop. Uh, and you walk by in the morning, you can smell them smoking the sausages. Um, and they've done a beautiful job of maintaining that old school feel, but also just evolving, right? So they added beer and wine a couple of years ago. Try, try to avoid going like right before Easter or right before Thanksgiving because there is a line down the street because mm -hmm. people get in their specialty items for their special occasions. Yeah. You've given us so many great things to, to look at and to think about uh, today across the neighborhood. Um, so one of my last questions to you, Joe, what do you want people who live outside the neighborhood to know about it and the reason they should maybe come take a visit? Real people live here, right? It's not just baseball fans. Uh, you know, it's not just people going clubbing. Real people, real families with real jobs. Um, and, you know, we got pocket parks like everybody else. We got corner restaurants and bars that people, uh, you know, like to go to and get a lot of joy from. So every neighborhood's got that. There's also, you know, every... Every time you look, there's a new spot hopping up. Maybe it'll last, maybe it won't. Uh, but that's just part of the give and take uh, uh, and the good part of neighborhood change. We got a lot of bad parts. We got stuff that people get excluded from. Um, and so that's, that's real too. And that's part of our experience as Chicagoans, no matter where you live. And we've got our own version of it. Um, but the opportunity to be out and about, to bump into people, who you know by accident, to see people you don't know, but over and over again, you feel like they're part of your neighborhood. Um, that's, I think, a special part of being a Chicagoan, and that's a special part of living in Lakeview. I appreciate you joining us here, Joe. Thank you for reaching out to us here at CityCast Chicago to show us your neighborhood. It means a lot to us. Well, it is truly a pleasure. Thanks for coming to Lakeview. Thanks for having me on, and can't wait to hear about everybody else's neighborhood. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. As expected, legal challenges to the state's ban on designated assault weapons, high-capacity magazines, and switches are starting to roll in, including from the Illinois State Rifle Association. While the heat is picking up heading into next month's election, for at least 10 older people, mostly incumbents, they're running unopposed, according to the Daily Line. Do you know who is running in your ward? Check the link in the show notes for the Chicago Board of Elections' complete list of current candidates. 
Today, the Bulls are on the road against the Pistons, but nah, they not in Detroit. At 3 p.m., watch them face off live from Paris, France. And some good news to get you through. Chicago Restaurant Week kicks off tonight with the first Bites Bash at the Field Museum. And for the next two weeks, you can enjoy meals and deals from over 350 participating restaurants across the city. You know I got more info for you in the show notes. As always, we appreciate you for listening. If you got a little bit of time left and you love City Cash Chicago as much as me, then please rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to us. Go on, give us five stars and write something quick like, you know, uh, Jacoby, you're the, the young voice of a, of a city, of a generation. You know, something like that. I'm going to talk to you tomorrow. We're back with a couple of our favorite voices breaking down stories from the week. See you then. Peace. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this ain't even did the day. What you talking about? That's what you missing. You ain't did the day. You ain't did the day, boy. You ain't hit the day yet. What you doing? What you doing? <laughs> From the top.